when you re start to realize that what it means to be a parent is that you are cooking 21 meals plus snacks per child for 18 years. And it's like, <laughs> it's this horrible, overwhelming feeling. Like everybody signs up like, oh, I can't wait to have a little baby. It's gonna be so great. And then you realize that that's like, food is just the one thing you cannot escape. Welcome to The Mentor Files. I'm your host, Monica Royer, founder and CEO of Monica and Andy. Join me as I chat with leaders across the fields of entrepreneurship, parenthood, health, and lifestyle. This season, we're digging deeper than ever before to learn the story behind the story. Think of the show as one part Audible MBA and one part certification to be the confident CEO of your own life. Here we go. Today, I'm happy to welcome Catherine McCord to The Mentor Files. As the creator of the Weelicious Recipe blog and author of four cookbooks, Catherine has made mealtime easier for thousands and thousands of families. Her impressive resume doesn't end there, and in fact, she's just getting started. Today, Catherine and I spoke about how becoming a mom was a wake-up call when it came to cooking. 21 meals a week, moms? That's a lot. Plus, everything she's done in the years since, including launching and then exiting a meal service company. Through it all, her resolve to help support and uplift other female founders has deepened. Catherine, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. This is like playtime for me. Oh my gosh. I was trying to remember, how did we meet? Was it I through think so someone connected us. I want to say it was in the investment world um, and just felt like maybe it was Jesse Draper. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes. Jesse Draper yeah. from Halogen, who is amazing. Yes. Shout out to Jesse. Um, probably is the one that connected us. And then I am such a plant-based foodie that I became obsessed with Catherine's smoothie book and like the rest is history. But before we get into all of that, Catherine, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, so I am the founder of Weelicious. Weelicious is really fast, fresh, and easy recipes for the entire family. It is a family food media brand um, and really just gives families the um, feeling that they can do it in the kitchen. Because when you re start to realize that what it means to be a parent is that you are cooking 21 meals plus snacks per child for 18 years. And it's like, <laughs> it's this horrible, overwhelming feeling. Like everybody signs up like, oh, I can't wait to have a little baby. It's gonna be so great. And then you realize that that's like, food is just the one thing you cannot escape. Yes. And as a parent, I feel like I feel you so much. And I think that one of the things that I have appreciated so much about what you're doing and the way that you've kind of positioned everything is it's easy and approachable. And I think that's a really big part of things because as a busy mom, it's hard to have time to prepare like a gourmet meal. And so what I'd love, what I've loved about your entire brand and the way that you do everything is just this ability to, to break it into these smaller, easy steps. And even though I'm plant-based and the stuff that you do isn't. One of the other things that I've loved so much about Weelicious is it's kind of flexible to your eating style for stuff too. So sometimes we'll make a substitute here and there, but it's like, it's very universal. So it doesn't matter as much about like what your dietary background is. It's sort of like, I think there's like key takeaways from what you do. And I think what I want to hone in on the most and where you kind of hooked me to begin with was school lunch. Because if we mm. talk about 
the tw- the 21 meals a week times the 18 years. Oh my gosh, I'm going to come back later and do the math on that for like when we actually promote <laughs> and talk about this because that's a lot of meals. Um, I think school lunch to me has been one of the most daunting because you have the least control over like the actual delivery of it, right? Things get mashed together. You can't serve things. Because I remember my daughter, um, who you know, and is like it, such a big fan, loves pizza. And I remember sending her to pizza. Like, this is like early in her elementary years. And, you know, we'd made pizza at home. We sent it to her in lunch. And then she came home and I was like, how was it? She's like, mom, it was cold. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, of course it was cold. Like, But in her like whatever first grade mind, she was going to unwrap this like p- piping hot piece of like dominoes right out of the box (laughs) the smell the everything it's like a record scratch like what's this what did you do how did you do this mom she was literally like you gave me cold pizza for lunch i tried to explain like actually it was hot when it left and then i thought you know what i really got to think this through because the stuff she enjoys at home Mm -hmm. isn't going to be the same when she opens it there and so i feel like that was when i was like ideas please and of course like there's there's restrictions and there should be based on all of the allergies that are at school and like feel so much for the parents of kids that are that are managing through those. So you want to be thoughtful and careful about what you're putting in your child's lunch as well. So what was like the real inspiration? Like when you started this, Catherine, was it <laughs> was it lunch? Was it like what what really got your juices turning on getting into this food world? Okay, well I'll I'll take it back then, and we are definitely going to talk a lot about lunch. But okay. <laughs> um, you know, when I I went to culinary school, I I actually had two careers before I even got into food. I mean, my grandparents were into farming. I'm from Kentucky. It was all about real food. You know, my 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 weekend activity was like picking blueberries and freezing them alongside my grandfather. So I, from a very young age, had this idea of like fresh, real food, right from the tree, the vine, all of that. And then I grew up in the Midwest, which was like fast food, you know, um, saccharin, you know what I mean? Like all these like, like, um, you know, fat-free foods, plastic food, really. So I, 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 it really took me a long time to kind of, like, make sense of both and what was best for my body. And, you know, my mother didn't love cooking, so it definitely – and my grandmother was an obsessive cook. So it, it really does kind of skip a generation where I finally landed on this place of, like, before I even dive into food, I want to go to culinary school. I want to have a proper education. And even my chef friends, because I have had and have a lot of chef friends, were like, just get a job at a restaurant. But I really wanted that kind of like formal education, the history of food. I wanted to taste like, you know, 40 different kinds of salt and chocolate and like learn how to make, you know, the perfect French beef bourguignon. Uh, so culinary school was my first like dive in. I w- ended up working in restaurants and catering companies between Los Angeles and New York. Um, and then I had my son. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, my God, what do I feed you? I don't, you're a small pair of person. What, what, am I, what am I supposed to feed you? And I think for a lot of people that didn't, you know, grow up cooking, that went right into, you know, the world of business or, you know, like where you're like Whole Foods, you know, prepared food, just like 
So then you have this kid and you're like, you have no idea what to feed them. So that was really the birth of Weelicious. It really started with baby food more than anything. And then as I had more children and my family grew, Weelicious has always just been this brand where it's, you know, it's based on age and what you're, you know, what you need to be tackling as a parent. That's so interesting. And I think it's fun. I mean, sometimes when you get into business and you had a completely different career beforehand, and then you get into something and, and do something that you never expected to do. And I know there's many different ways into entrepreneurship, but one of my favorite is hearing stories about like, this isn't what you started on, but this is kind of where you landed. And I think to the moms and parents out there, there's so much about motherhood and parenthood that can shape your career journey to a certain degree as well, especially when it's more of a non-traditional journey. And I will say, Catherine, if I could go back to start this company over again and so grateful and love it so much, I'm like, why didn't I go into either food or fitness? Because at least then, by the end of the day, maybe I would have worked out. Maybe the meal would have already been prepared. Like you just think like, as I think back practically on it, and it's funny because, so I come from this biracial uh, Indian family um, where my mom was an immigrant from India. And the interesting thing was like my grandmother who has since passed, spent a lot of our childhood living with us. And so she lived with like very various different of my mom's siblings. And so she and my mom spent so much time cooking for us that I never really got into cooking as a kid. Now my daughter is like super into cooking as you already know and a big fan, but I never was. But the strange thing is once I had her, I really developed this like deep love of like food and cooking and food preparation. Thankfully, my husband has, like, a deep love of cleaning, which I do not <laughs> share. Um, I love to do all the cooking, but, like, oh, my gosh, when you have to clean it all up after. Um, so it makes it so much harder from my perspective. But I think it's so interesting, too, how parenthood can shape that food journey because same as what you're saying, suddenly it wasn't just about my husband and I. It was about, like, okay, what's the quality of, like, what we're feeding our daughter and for me, that felt like so much more responsibility. Like, is she getting the right nutrition? Are we serving the right things? And so I just, I looked a lot more into what I could do at that point. Well, you're really touching on something that I think is very important in this entire journey is that you actually enjoyed it. But most people that I talk to in Weelicious, and the reason they end up finding Weelicious is they'll go into Google, put in like picky eater or mom hates cooking or whatever it is. And it's that, you know, being a parent and cooking is a thankless job. And when you think about those 21 <laughs> meals a week plus snacks, it's just like being told three times a day, I hate it. It's gross. I don't want this. And so Weelicious really strives to come up with easy, healthy, real food recipes that are simple and easy and, and even fun so that when your child eats something or your husband or your wife or whatever it is, that you hear, oh, wow, this is delicious or, oh, yum, or thank you. Because you just, like, when you're, as a, as a parent, whoever is providing the food for the day, it's just like it never ends. It's like such a vicious cycle. So it feels, you, we, I want people to feel good about the food they're cooking and eating. I love that. And I will say that like my love for cooking does not extend to school lunch. I don't think I can explain that enough times because to the point that you're suggesting of thankless, before I had met you and was kind of looking at some of what you do that kind of transformed our ability for, for Bella to actually eat her lunch. And I think there's so many parents that can completely appreciate this is like you go and you pack a school lunch and then you come back 
and you literally unpack the same school lunch at the end of the day. And of course, they're starving the minute you pick them up in that case because, you know, they're just like so hungry naturally because they didn't eat the lunch that you packed for them. But there's no worse food feeling of food waste than to spend this money and time on school lunch only to be kind of tossing it out. And I think one of the hacks that I learned from you, and I don't remember like when you said this, where you said this is now a lot of times because she's so hungry when she gets home from school that like I've now flipped. Like sometimes I give her dinner the minute that she walks in the door and then for dinner she eats like the snack that she would have had after school. Cause like I just noticed that like she's the most hungry when she arrives back from school of like the entire day. And so if she loaded up, even if it was a good snack on the snack, then a lot of times she actually wasn't really, she would just like pick at her dinner. And I just decided to reverse it, which made it so, so much smart. easier. So smart. Um, but like what, tell everybody a little bit about some of like the school lunch tricks that you have. I feel like <laughs> colors is one of them, which was helpful, which was like, what? put more colors in the lunch and they'll actually totally. be, it was so interesting. And that like that worked. I didn't think that that would work, but it actually did. Well, because we eat with, I mean, you know, as adults, we're just always hungry. We can't wait for the next meal. We At breakfast, we're talking about what we're going to have for dinner. You know, it's, but kids are just like, they just have to eat. We make them. They go to school and they have to sit there for 15 minutes and all they want to do is play with their friends. So making it as engaging as possible, a bento box style lunchbox so that they immediately open it. They see their choices. They're not sifting through Ziploc plastic bags. Um, and I try to focus when I'm building a lunch on four things, fruit, vegetable, protein, and carbohydrate. Because at least as a parent, you know you've done your job. Cut things into fun shapes. Like you, you have a kid that doesn't like a sandwich, make a sushi sandwich, which is literally taking a rolling pin and rolling out the bread and filling it with like any kind of peanut butter, jelly, whipped cream cheese, grated carrot, like anything. Um, and then it's, it's really also either taking your child food shopping with you or I like to come up with a list of my kids' 10 favorite foods and always have them on hand and really mix and match them. So maybe they're a kid that likes more of a mezza lunch. So you give them some olives, some hummus and carrots to dip. Um, you know, just making it like a little bit more of picking than the kind of overwhelming, like, oh my God, what is this? Or like my middle child, she's 14 and she loves a hot lunch. So really getting into like making leftovers at night that you can add to a, a thermos to keep it warm. So it's just kind of figuring out what your kid likes, because at the end of the day, like we don't want to just be... You know, like we're not cooking for us, we're cooking hopefully for them. Um, and even if you have more of a selective picky eater, praising them for the one or two fruits or vegetables they do like, instead of like, oh, well, you just don't want to eat anything I make. So less, less food battles. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that you said I want to highlight for a minute, because this was uh, kind of life-changing for me when, you, when I saw you suggest it, but this idea of like, the bento box, it makes lunch so much easier. And it's kind of just like a box. And I'm sure many people can picture it, but with like multiple compartments. And what I found so easy about that is like most kids like that feeling of snacking for the most part, almost more so than the meal. And it almost took the pressure off of having to like put any one big thing together where I no longer felt like I had to like prepare this main course, if you will. And just being able to have like, like you said, where there was like fruit and pretzels and some type of a protein and whatever. And like, then it was, it was a little bit easier. And I noticed, and this was like in early days that she would start eating a little bit more because even if she didn't like everything that was there, 
there was usually like one or two things that she did like always the dessert but i think that at least we were walking away with like we were eating some of the lunch which was like a huge step from just like bringing back the entire lunch to begin with yeah and making things like to your point like the dessert like making protein cookies so they things that might have like chocolate chips but also some hemp seeds like things that are going to give them protein um, or oats or, you know, things like that. So it's finding a few recipes that you love, your kid loves, that you can freeze ahead. So I'm a big fan of that. Like I always double make double waffles and pancakes and then I turn them into sandwich bread. So, you know, if you're out of bread in that way, like what's more fun than a pancake sandwich? So it's just like <laughs> finding foods that like are creative and fun, but kind of work for you too. Definitely. Tell us a little bit about the smoothie book because I think of all of the books that you've done that is one of my favorites and I never really thought about this like smoothie a day concept but that's been really fun I feel like since I've done that and I've got I'm actually and this is no joke like literally bring a smoothie to work with me every day (laughs) so I happen to be sipping on it here but I think that was also really helpful and game-changing in the sense that being able to try out like these multiple different flavors of smoothies because sometimes I would make one and I think I'm kind of good with repetition So for me, once I'm like, oh, I like this smoothie, I could probably drink it every day. But I notice like with Bella, she gets like bored with stuff quickly. And so if we change it up, she's more excited about like different flavors or, you know, different ways to do stuff. And I think that that's been a great way. You know, one smoothie a day is a nice way to incorporate nutrition in for your kids too, just because you're able to, whether it's, if they can have nuts, whether it's Brazil nuts or hemp seeds or Mm. flax or bee pollen or whatever it is, you're able to like throw these extra elements in that they don't really know they're getting, but are so nutritious. Yeah. So the the Smoothie Project is my third cookbook and it started um, after my son, who is my oldest, had some health concerns. Um, and he is a vegetarian since he was five years old. And I started to kind of fall down this pattern of do you want, you know, pancakes or a bagel or waffles? Or I was like, bread, bread, bread. And I realized that he was having some inflammation um, and, you know, it, things I was, I was basically like giving, putting in his body what his body was like repelling, like get, I can't, this is making me more sick, having more stomach issues. So um, I started giving him a smoothie in the morning and it was like, I would just watch him suck it down and I would watch his energy change. And I was like, wait a minute, there's something to this. So we all, I started having a smoothie every single day and I had a baby at that point. um, And we would, when she was like seven, eight months old, um, she had eczema and a lot of allergies. which she was born with, uh, which she has since gotten over. But she would sit there and bob her head trying to get to our smoothies. So I'd put her on a, on the counter with her smoothie, and it was the most incredible thing. She would just suck it down in two mm-hmm. seconds. And so I started, we started putting, I put her on social media, like smoothie baby sucking, and people thought it was so funny. Um, and so I started writing the book, and it's 100 recipes. And all really just that if you start a, with a smoothie every day, and especially with your kids, but it, it's very much geared towards adults and kids. Um, but it's that you're getting a fruit, a protein, um, 
and sometimes a carbohydrate and even a vegetable like frozen cauliflower or spinach or kale or whatever it is. Um, so they're delicious, but you're also just getting what your body needs um, and you're, you're starting your day firing off with things that are good for your body instead of like things that make you just want to go to sleep, foods that make you want to go to sleep. Definitely. I think the two biggest parent hacks for breakfast are smoothies from your smoothie book. And I think I also learned this from you, overnight oats. Between those two oh, things, yeah. it's yeah. it doesn't and it doesn't take that long to make too. It's just like two seconds to make a smoothie if you have the stuff. The overnight oats I love so much because you can put it in the refrigerator the night before and then you don't have to deal with anything. And to you, the point to your point, it's like both are so nutritious. Catherine, tell me a little bit about actually writing a cookbook. So let's talk from the food side to the entrepreneurial side of things. So do you ever, with, with the job that you do, do you ever actually struggle to like, to get your meals and put it all together? Or is it so much a part of like what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis for your actual job that you, that it's like pretty seamless behind the scenes? Well, it actually started, so my fourth cookbook is called Meal Prep Magic. And it's pretty much started in the pandemic where I realized like, no one was leaving my house <laughs> and I was really like, it's not like I could even, you know, be like, Hey, does anyone want Chipotle one night? It was just none of it. I was, and I, I felt like more like a restaurant than I had ever felt before. So it was, I really leaned into meal prepping and just, you know, creating a, a menu with everyone's input um, and being so much more organized about it. So on Saturdays or Sundays, I like clean up my fridge from the week before. I'll cook up anything left over. I go to our local farmer's market. Um, and I just like cook pasta and grains. I grow some chicken. I roast some vegetables. I, you know, make tons of chia seed pudding or oatmeal, whatever it is. Like, you know, it's, it's very seasonal cooking usually for me. But just having that meal prep that to the point of like, you know, when you open the refrigerator and like, what's to eat? There's always something that is interesting, exciting for everyone in my family. I think that's the biggest thing as a busy mom is I think, and there's no wrong way to get food to your kids. If you're ordering out, if you're having your parents, like whatever it is, as long as like you, your kids are eating, I feel like that's a success. And that's usually what I tell moms because I don't feel like there's any one right way to do it. But I think if you actually are going to be the one that's like preparing the meals, the idea of prepping them is absolutely life-changing. And I feel like to be real about it, I'm usually really organized going into the week. So like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're like rocking and rolling. Wednesday, because there's no much more time for prepping for me. And I know I could probably do it out and like have it extended through Friday. Wednesday is when we start like absolutely falling off a cliff at my place. So I feel like if you want really good <laughs> meals, like, you come over between Sunday and Wednesday, I probably have no problem. If you're stopping by on Thursday or Friday, like I feel like I just notice that if I don't have the time, and as moms, it's okay to say, like, we don't always have the time. There's days where it's just like, sorry, can't do it. And it's okay to have like multiple days that are a total fail. But if I do want more of that success, I think the opportunity to do it ahead of time is so magical. Oh, okay. Am I remembering correctly? You and I were on a call a few years ago and I remember you had like either a slow cooker or a pressure cooker with oh, some the kind Instapot. of beans or duck. Yeah. Yes. The, we had a conversation Insta about this. Well, you know, what's so interesting is I feel like during the pandemic, to your point, it was almost like a different type of groove that I hit in the sense that 
like you said, it felt more like it was like this nonstop restaurant that you had open. I felt like there was never more nutrition for my daughter in the sense that like she she was able to eat her hot lunch and it was fine because like she was at home for that short amount of time. But when I was home, I could have all these appliances running all day. So it was actually much easier to meal prep. So like my Instant Pot was on all the time. It's like my bread maker and all this other stuff. So I felt like, oh, I'd conquered it. This is great. We always have food. <laughs> and then what I didn't realize when I got back into like today, I'm at the office, is when I got back into the real world, it became more complicated again. Yeah. Because if I'm home all day, it's it's no problem. And if you, I don't know if you have if, if people out there that are listening, whether it's an Instapot or a pressure cooker, I feel like there's certain things that I can't live without. And like the Instapot and like the Vitamix or having a really good blender, I feel like are the two things for me that just allow me to like prep things very quickly. Oh my God. And my air fryer is my best friend. I actually have the two. air fryer. I mean, I there is it. always some sort of potato situation or yes. a vegetable. Oh my God. I can put any vegetable from the farmer's market and it's like Mike and then like some sort of sauce or a seasoning or something. And my kids like crush it. Totally. Well, and I guess I should say too, as somebody that like cooks a lot, it's nothing fancy. It's not multiple ingredients. To your point, I'm usually like throwing stuff in some type of an appliance and yeah. the appliance is like doing the work while I step away. I'm rarely, at least for me, I'm rarely standing over the stove. I'm rarely like putting stuff in like the oven. It's mainly just like tossing it into a pot and yeah. allowing like time and heat to do the work while I'm not standing there. Yeah. I mean, my, that's what Weelicious is really like. It's all about those small kitchen appliances that make cooking a pleasure and I mean in you know like letting the small kitchen appliance do its magic because then you're like oh my god look what I did and I yes. want people that come to Wheelicious to have that sort of gratification of like it was a recipe or a little inspiration but like that person did it so it just it feels good definitely what Catherine would you say if you had like a top we know air air fryer isn't like the top what yeah. are some of your other top like kitchen hack appliances or what you feel like are must-haves for you? I mean, pressure cooker, so that kind of that either multi-cooker or a pressure cooker, because we also, two out of five people in my family are vegetarian, so we do like a lot of beans, a lot of lentils, and when you, I like dried beans, so, you know, with a yes. pressure cooker, it's just like 35, 40 minutes, and you're like, how did I do this? And my old, my girls love homemade chicken soup. So I put everything in and just like turn it and walk away. So it's those kind of that. Yeah, so that's, that's probably, that's my other big one. But I, then again, I do love my slow cooker because I can make soups and stews and pulled pork or whatever it is. Yeah. I do feel like it's kind of nice to have those multiple appliances that you can really stick to. And it's no more than like two or three. It's not like, and we live in like a condo in the city. It's not like we have yeah. a ton of room, but I do think like some of that stuff has made all the difference in terms of being able to speed up and make stuff. We've also got a really into making bowls. Oh so yeah. It's so easy because then I don't even have to define like a genre or like an actual meal. It's sort of like you said, it's like the bean, the grain, the whatever. And you just like put it all together with the sauce. It's all and about the sauce. It's all, it's all about, about the sauce. <laughs> you can give me anything, rice, beans, lentils, vegetables. As long as it's got that sauce, my kids are like, just mix it up. Tastes yes. delicious. I'll have it. Totally. <laughs> Ta Catherine, tell me a little bit about the business side of things. So I feel like we met through, you know, a mutual investor that we had a chance. Like how much of your day-to-day -day is spent like 
on the business side of things or how much you still get to have like that creative outlet of the cooking. So I'm trying to think about when people are starting a company or thinking about stuff, sometimes you think it's going to be one way and you're ending up spending your time a different way. But tell us a little bit about the balance that you've kind of found. I mean, I really have found a balance because I, I really love much of what I do. And I always tell my kids, like, sometimes mommy has homework too. That's what I always call the things that I don't necessarily <laughs> want to do. You know what I mean? The admin, the paperwork, the you know, HR, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I really am lucky and that, I mean, writing as a, a cookbook is incredibly immersive. It is a ton of work um, when you're, when you're in the middle of it. But I have, uh, I have the website. So we, like the website itself is the backbone of the company. So making sure that, you know, that everything, and, and it changes all the time, but that the SEO and um, so, you know, the pictures that the all of the writing it's just it just it's it's a lot of time and because i have had wheelicious for 15 years so it you know the it, the um i would say the blogosphere is always evolving and so i'm making sure to keep up with it but there's also the social media um i do a lot of tv shows so that's you know when i'm shooting those it's like you're a whole day out um but it's it's um i get i have like such a nice balance in it um, with, you know, with, with that part. And then the creativity is always the best because I'm always like when I'm at the farmer's market or when my kids are like, you know, what, what about a recipe like this? I'm like, Ooh, all right, let me go play with that. So the, to, to what you said earlier, to the point you said earlier, it's great when you make something and they can actually eat it for dinner. And it's like a win-win because I can use it on Weelicious, but it's also something my family enjoys. Oh my gosh. And I can't even imagine with like the, how detailed, like writing a cookbook would be with all the pictures and coming up with all the recipes, but it's always so inspirational to see your weekly posts about the farmer's market Oh yeah, just because it looks like, um, and you're in LA. So I believe it's like the LA farmer's market that you go to, which looks like an ideal year round farmer's market. Sadly here in Chicago, I think we're in one of like the last farmer's market weekends and then it does move indoors, but obviously um, different from a produce perspective here versus there. So it seems like you live in an ideal spot to be getting like that. Oh my God. It's so inspirational. Like every week you're like, persimmons, fuyas, hachiyas. Like, I mean, I, my family, we tend to go together. Most of us, my kids, my two older kids actually work at the Hollywood farmer's market now. So they, they so work for awesome. a potato farmer. <laughs> Um, selling and peeling garlic and, you know, but it's great because they've grown up around it. And it, they, you know, I, it, it's such a community. Uh, and I, I really like taking it back to that. Like, yes, I have a business that is surrounded by food, but I really am always trying to get my, my family and, and people that follow Wheelicious to realize like, how did that food get on our plate and how are we cooking with it? And how can we go back to, um, you know, the beauty of that? I love that, Catherine. What is next for Weelicious? Is it more cookbooks on the horizon or like what are you thinking of as like the next the next big step for you? Well, there's a, there's been a lot of TV stuff happening. So I think that there'll be something around there. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I really enjoy being in control of it myself. I think that that's, you know, being an entrepreneur um, being able to really grow the business itself. So, you know, products is something that I've been very interested in and 
will probably go down that direction in the near future. Um, and really, I spend a lot of time with other founders, um, a lot female founders usually, but I at least once a week I have a call with another founder. I'm just you know really trying to help them anywhere possible because I think that it's important that we support each other and give back to help us where we got today. I love that. And oh my gosh, it would be so cool to have a cooking show with this type of meal prep too, only because if I have to watch another episode of The Great British Bake Off, and then (laughs) like your kid comes out of watching like that and they're like, mom, let's make like a six tier cake. And you're just like, oh my gosh, no, sure, not make a six tier cake with, you know, homemade buttercream frosting today or whatever. So I think if if there was a show that pointed them in the right direction, because they're so impressionable. Yes. we need all the tips and tricks and hacks just to survive day to day. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. It was wonderful to get um, a little bit of like a peek into the behind the scenes, and hopefully, there's a lot that parents can take away from a cooking perspective from this as well. I adore you, and I am so excited to be on. Thanks so much, Monica. Thank you so much for listening today. I know I'm inspired to look up some new recipes. I also really appreciated Catherine's perspective on supporting other women in business. I think there's so much more we can learn from all of that, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Plus, I learned a lot about new kitchen appliances. You can learn more about Catherine at Wheelicious.com or check out her fantastic cookbooks. If you have the chance, please consider subscribing to The Mentor Files and leaving a review. I'm your host, Monica Royer. See you next time.